Sex and happiness both enrich our lives, yet it's surprising how few people can honestly say that they enjoy regular and fulfilling sex or describe themselves and their lives as happy. Host Lori Handlers helps you to experience real intimacy and happiness. You'll laugh a little, learn a little, and we hope put a smile on your face and a smile in your life. Now here's Lori. Hi, everybody. This is Lori Handlers, and you're listening to another episode of Sex and Happiness. And you know, I always say this is a show about your sex and your happiness. And today is no exception. Today, we're going to be talking about the important role of mental and emotional well-being when we're trying to evolve our sexuality. Like, you know, why is mental and emotional well-being so important? And before we get started in that, I want to introduce my guest, who I recently met at the sold-out, amazing Mexico Tantra Festival. His name is Deva Presence, and he's been in front of audiences over 20 years, celebrating the joy, the courage, and the humility that it takes to enrich the lives of others. He has a degree in philosophy and writing, and he's written several books on relating. Sexuality has been the primary subject, he feels, though through experience will evolve our next human evolutionary cycle. That was a lot of tongue twisters in there. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so Deva, welcome to Sex and Happiness. Oh, thank you so much. And let me give you a tongue twister right here because my name is Deva, living the life of Seva, just an intuitive mystic with a holistic flavor. And you can hold on to what it is you savor because I come from this beautiful island they call Jamaica. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, I, I, had the, I had the pleasure of hearing you rap a couple of times at the Mexico <laughs> Tantra Festival, and I was super excited about it. I was really, that made me happy. <laughs> so thank you. Yes, you're absolutely welcome. And yes, that is definitely my joy is to bring happiness and a big smile to others. So thank you for your smiles. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. All right. So today, before we actually get to the subject of emotional and mental well-being when exploring sacred sexuality, let's just talk about how you got to this. Because um if you were an entertainer first, you know, I don't know, like, you know, what your, you know, high school guidance counselor said to your parents, what you were going to be when you grew up. Because um, <laughs> mine definitely didn't say that I was going to be a, a sick sex teacher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they knew about such things. Not at all. No, not even close. And, so and then. So how did you get to be who you are? How, how, did, how did this evolution of you happen? Well, it's a, it's a juicy story. And I like to start with saying that, you know, being from uh, the island of Jamaica, there's quite, <laughs> there's quite a uh, uh, distinctive look in terms of like, what I receive from people about our flamboyance, our sexuality, our drive, you know, and this... Uh, <laughs> you know, they have lots of jokes, actually, about Europeans, for example, coming to Jamaica looking for these amazing, you know, romantic, sexual Jamaicans. And I <laughs> wasn't that. And so... <laughs> <laughs> 
because I wasn't that. I had a ton of shame and guilt and performance anxiety and all kinds of things around my sex. Mm. To be honest, I had it in a very unconscious way because I didn't really, um, I didn't really, of course, expose myself about this shame. I had it very deep down, and I just spoke on being a cool guy with a really great body. I worked out intensively <laughs> and wanting to be smart and like doing these other aspects that we look at as attractive and hopefully can make up for my lack there in the bedroom. <laughs> wow. You know, I had to laugh when you said that because I, I often go to hedonism. I, I think I told you this in the grill and um, I've had guys on the beach you know, come up to me and, and make propositions. And one of my jokes with my friends, you know, I kept saying to this guy, no. And he was like, why don't you, why don't you want to be with me? You know? And I was like, um, <laughs> because like, you're too easy. You know, I didn't really know what to say, but it, it, it just, his pressure. So he, I came back down later on to the beach and he came up to me right up to me and he went, think about it. <laughs> <laughs> and so my friends and I, whenever we hear anybody say, think about it, we all look at each other and we go, think about it. <laughs> <laughs> so I understand, you know, like there are definitely guys down there who, and women down there who are, oh, yeah. that's, they're waiting for tourists to come and just have the time of their life with, you know, some built, you know, mm -hmm. like a brick shit house Jamaican, <laughs> you know, so. I can imagine that that's a stigma when you grow up there and if you're not like that. For sure. But there's also a huge beauty about it as well. Because when I started getting into um, learning about Tantra and, and, and sexuality from this point of view that I had no idea about, mm -hmm. I really working on things that I had no shame about at all. <laughs> For example, like dancing sexually and, and like, you know, really... Uh, expressing oneself in this extrovert kind of way. We do this a lot in Jamaica. I mean, I'm, I dance sexually with my, my aunties. <laughs> you know, like it's totally fine. <laughs> right. Grind and yeah, and have this really good time. So that quality of it, I, I brought that into, um, I brought that into like, of course, learning about the, the conscious qualities of sexuality and bringing that mind state to it. You know, like really just, just seeing it in a beautiful way. And but my other the other side of it for me was this nice growth of of course also embracing the nuances in the way that we show up in the in the bedroom and rather than thinking of it in a way that we see it in pornography or thinking that there's a particular way so to speak yeah yeah I think that's wonderful I think it's wonderful and um, I'm glad that you took the gifts from the culture and use them to uh, to augment everything that you were studying and everything that interested you about. And I'm really glad that you didn't stay, you know, in the place where the where regular populations are like shamed and, and hiding. I'm really glad you came out and, and decided yeah. to find your way in this, in this world. I found you to be, I, you know, I was surprised we had never met before. Um, but I was uh, I was thoroughly entertained by you and um, and also uh, you know like you 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 brought a lightness to the subject 
that made people laugh at themselves and and not take themselves so seriously. And I, I to me, that was a gift. Oh, thank you for that. And that, that's certainly the gift that I received from the culture. Yes, we say these words, everything airy. <laughs> I know those words, yeah. <laughs> you know? And to, really, and to really approach our sexuality that way and bring our emotional states to a place. And I want to get into that now, the idea, if you're ready for that, the idea of like this emotional place and state that, you know, I, when I was when I first started to approach it, I wasn't approaching it with my culture. I was approaching it more in the, along the lines of where I, of, in reflection to all the other students, which were predominantly white, to be honest. Mm-hmm. So and while I was there, I was very confused. You know, because I was like, why is it so serious and why are people so such downers on, on this kind of stuff? <laughs> I me down too. <laughs> and so emotionally, I, I found myself distraught. And I thought, you know what? I can bring this into this world. If there's anything I want to give back to this, this world that gave, gave me so many gifts of embracing my sexuality and learning deeply about self-love and self-pleasure and owning that and expanding that. I mean, my God, like to awaken the Kundalini, I, I didn't know anything about this kind of stuff. We shamed that like intensely when growing up in, in, my, in my culture. It was very shamed, this idea of touching yourself and, and masturbating, so to speak. And so to take that out of that context and to bring it to the context of actually this is my spiritual practice to learn how to cultivate my energy is a huge uh, transformation for me. Yes. And no doubt, no doubt. Well, here's the thing. I want to take a short break here. And when we come back, we'll get really into this, like why it's so important, why it's so important to integrate the emotional and mental aspects along with the sexuality processes. And, you know, there's no mistake that those things were divided, whether it was in your culture or my culture, or any culture, like yes. we were divided so that we could be divided and conquered. So, <laughs> so they did it however they could do it. And, uh, and I'm thrilled that you found your way into this and that you, and that you're making your own mark on it. So if you just tuned in, you're listening to sex and happiness. I'm Laurie Handlers. I'm interviewing Deva Presence. And we're talking today about like really integrating emotional and mental well-being into sacred sexuality. And it's so important. He's just said it. I'm saying it again. We're going to come back and we're going to talk more about it. But don't take yourself too seriously, whoever you are, because we're both Every- on, we're on the lighter side. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. Sexual. Did you ever stop to think that love is your birthright? That you don't need to earn it or prove it? You just need to live it. I'm personally inviting you to the path of true love, power, and freedom. If you're ready to enliven your soul through conscious sexuality and dive deeply into profound ritual that frees your heart, I'm inviting you to join us for the spiritual sexual shamanic experience. This is better known to most of you as the ISTA Level 1 training. I am regularly leading these courses along with a team of accomplished facilitators all around the world. As a matter of fact, these trainings have taken place in 34 countries. For information on when I'm leading, go to ButterflyWorkshops.com. Or for a full schedule, you can go to SchoolofTempleArts.org. 
Please consider this invitation seriously because love and freedom are your natural state of being. Are you wondering what book to read to jumpstart your life? Get the best from relationships? Attain the deepest feelings of intimacy? Do you want the best sex along with great happiness? Get your copy of Sex and Happiness, The Tantric Laws of Intimacy by Lori Handlers right now. You'll learn how to make love in the unknown, take the performance anxiety and reaching a goal out of sex. You'll learn subtle ways of communication and really important practices to empower you when dealing with an intimate partner. You'll let go of blame and struggle. Doesn't this sound great? Sex and happiness puts the innocence back into sex and gives Tantra the respect it deserves. Take charge of your life, physically, emotionally, and spiritually with Sex and Happiness by Lori Handlers. Only $19.99 paperback and $14.99 ebook. Order your copy today by going to ButterflyWorkshops.com. That's ButterflyWorkshops.com. For your copy of Sex and Happiness. My question for people right now is if you're a woman who could use a little zest and zing in your arousal response, or maybe you know women or a woman who could use this, because many women say that their feelings of desire, arousal, and sexual satisfaction don't happen as naturally or as often as they'd like. So I want to tell you about Zestra, because Zestra was developed to meet this much-needed option for women. Uh, Zestra is safe and a patented blend of botanical oils and extracts, and it's created to help women have increased sexual sensations. Zestra comes in convenient single-dose personal packets. Each packet keeps the essential arousal oils and extracts free, fresh, and safe from light. And with application of Zestra, it starts to work within three to five minutes. And at about 10 minutes, there's something called the Zestra Rush. And that can last up to about 45 minutes. The great news is that Zestra can be used as frequently as you like during each sexual experience. Now, I'm somebody who believes that all women deserve sexual satisfaction. That's why I do this show, in case you hadn't noticed. So, I believe that men and women deserve sexual satisfaction. So, if you're a woman who isn't getting that kind of arousal response that you want please call 877-426-8047. That's 877-426-8047. And please remember to say you heard about Zestra from Laurie Handlers on the Sex and Happiness Show. We are back with Sex and Happiness, and my guest today is Deva Presence. So Deva, you were talking about eradicating shame. And how you do that, and what what did it take for you to be in these classes with a whole bunch of white people who were like taking it really seriously? And then you said, "How are you going to bring your unique gifts to this? How what, where did you where did you make the turn, or how did this happen to you?" Yeah, so so I've always been a strong motivational speaker and advocate for entertainment and bringing fun and 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 relationships. You know, I have a degree in philosophy, and so. I had I was just enamored by this concept of relating and how we relate. And one of that form of relating is how we relate to ourselves and and uh, enable ourselves or disable ourselves with the emotional scale and the mental body scale. 
Mm-hmm. And so I want to speak about those two particularly because most of us, we mix or we tie or even marry what we think with how we feel. And so it's taking the story and saying, oh, okay, you know, my story or, or, or the blame or whatever it is that we have in our minds and then mixing it with our emotional state. This has caused a lot of the trauma, I would say, that I'm seeing in our sexual experiences because we identify how we feel with how we think. And if we can separate those two, then we can liberate how we feel from how we think. <laughs> and I want to go deeper on that with you. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm with you. I'm following you completely. Like, how we feel and what we think are two different things. So let's go. Go, go into the separation. How do you sever the ties? Okay. <clears throat> so the, the, the way that I'm working on this right now, I have a whole training. It's called Orgasmic Heart Level 1. And the way that I, we, we, we go into this is by recognizing that our emotional states are absolutely okay, any and all of them, and to no longer uh, label them as somehow anger is bad or grieving, I don't want that, or fear, no, we should never be afraid. Like to, to label it is literally saying that your judgment about it or the identification of it, for example, if I'm expressing anger at you that, and you're not choosing to receive it, that is, of course, a... You know, that is something that is tied into a story mentally. And so that expression, we can judge that and say, okay, that's wrong. But the energy itself, the anger itself, that normally when we feel that anger, you know, the, the, to identify it, to say, oh, it's because of what's happening is, in, is incorrect. That anger is from years of suppression. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> It's not to say that, oh, it's because of, you know, what this person did to you and you're projecting on them. And this is why it's bad. It's incorrect. We got to separate that and liberate ourselves to be able to feel the expression of anger in a way that is safe and non-projective, where we're not projecting it onto somebody else. Um, I went to your class, for example, and you had these beautiful methods on like how to express that anger out. It's really important that we do that. And I'm taking it that next level, that next step to say it's also important to literally liberate the emotional state from the thought about why one is angry, to to actually detach that and to just let the expression be expressed for health's sake, for the sake of healing oneself and being healthful rather than holding on and causing tension and torment to oneself. Yes, yeah. I agree 100%. I'm down for that. Yeah. You know, look, I look, I described that in my workshop. I had to anger ruled me. So I had to deal with it rather than try keep trying to find the source of it. It drove me crazy trying to find the source of it and I got no relief. I got no help. Therapy didn't help. Nothing helped. I mean, I didn't do ayahuasca back then, so maybe that would have helped, but it would. You know, I didn't know about that plant medicine stuff then. So Tantra helped me embrace it all. And I realized I couldn't cut it out of who I was. I was angry. 
I was very angry, but I was still lovable. I was still wonderful. I was still brilliant. I was still me. And so I just said, well, if I have to embrace it all, I'm going to embrace the anger too. And then I started expressing it. Yes. And there's this whole thing about like, you know, uh, being in totality. And I speak a lot about this in like the tantric practices and the, the, the anger is one emotion or one color in the spectrum or in the rainbow of all feelings. Right. And we suppress one, we are suppressing it all. We're suppressing all the emotional spectrum, our feeling spectrum, our ability to feel richly and deeply. Mm-hmm. And so we don't take care of our emotional and mental states that we're, we're disabling our ability to really enrich ourselves with the depths and the qualities of the nuances of feelings we have around our sexuality. And guess which feeling, which uh, aspect of our sexuality is a feeling? It is our orgasmic feeling. The, to feel pleasure, to feel mm. more is a feeling. And if we're suppressing our anger, if we're suppressing our grief, if we're suppressing our fears, if we're suppressing our love, for that matter, because people suppress that too, or our happiness, for that matter, because people suppress that too, then we're suppressing our ability to feel pleasure, orgasm in the body as well. That's right. Amen. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) It's very true. And it was only when I started to liberate my emotional states in a way that's safe, that's very important, and healthful, rather than projective, where we're, where we're actually blaming others about our sadness, about our grief, about our love, you know, blaming others about all these various qualities of feelings, and instead own, creating ownership of them by detaching from the story, just owning the feeling and expressing it, we can then deepen the qualities of our life and our living as a whole. This is a great conversation. And so implied in what you're saying is the suggestion to detach the story from the feelings. And how do you, how do you suggest people go about that? Oh my, oh, I can't wait to share with you. (laughs) 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 I have have these incredible posters and maybe I can send you some of them. Okay. Where I bring in detail uh, the mental and emotional body, all in this level one uh, training. And I can give you the posters for free, it's no problem. But if people want to go deep, then you can, they can really look into the level one training of uh, orgasmic heart. Because there's a process called authentic, vulnerable communication. It's very different from nonviolent communication. It's something that I created. Mm-hmm. And it, it, there's four corridors of authentic, vulnerable communication in ways that we can communicate. And by using these corridors, we can distinguish when we're projecting from when we're being integrative, which means being in in integrity by literally, truthfully feeling what is alive in us in the present moment. So rather, rather than saying, going into the story of anger, we separate that and say, okay, that's a projection. That's an untrue opinion that I have. And I want to actually liberate myself by, go, by, by being integrous and feeling the anger fully, by fully feeling this anger. And so these, by understanding where, the, where we're coming from 
and identifying that, we can then start to, you know, purposefully express ourselves and liberate our emotional states. Wonderful. Really wonderful. It's so important. Um, I often tell people that they're gossiping about themselves. You know, like they'll say, well, I'm so this, or I'm always that, or I'm something else. And, oh, and don't you know what happened to me? And that's why I'm the way I am. And I'm like, you know, you're just gossiping about yourself and you're trying to get me into collusion with you and I'm not enrolled. <laughs> so don't try to tell me that about yourself. I, I don't care. Like I, I'm, I'm dealing with you now. Yeah, in the present. I'm dealing with you in the present and I don't know that to be true. Exactly. What I, so what I say is, um, um, you know, after they, they share their gossip, <laughs> which I love saying, I love it. <laughs> after they share their gossip, I say, okay, now, is that absolutely true? Or is it, and, and of course, they're going to say, no, it's an opinion. I say, okay, it's an untrue opinion. So you're living an untrue life by expressing that. And then it uh, really hits the core. You see what I mean? Yeah, I do. I do. It's it great. really hits their core where they're like, oh, okay, that that is like, I'm holding on to my untrue self. So what is true? Oh, it was true is what you feel. So can you go into the feeling? What feeling is behind that? And then they get deeper because they're going behind the, the mental story that is there. Not to say that that is bad. You want to love the mind. It's actually guiding you to the feeling, which is great. So it's like, oh, okay, here's a story that's coming up. It's choosing to help you access your feeling. So let's go into the feeling. And then once they go into the feeling and they express that feeling, miracles happen. Magic. Mm, so good. Mention, for example, like you're a miracle of like healing your life. There's so much behind that. And so that's the idea is to keep turning it into being integrous, being actually living in your truth and liberating one's life. So good. Well, so how I'm just going to ask you a pop, you know, like a pop question. It's kind of like a stumper. Because sometimes for me, it's, I find it challenging when I get people who are in uh, what they used to call a mesomorphic type body, somebody who like a man who works out a real lot, has a huge plate of armor all around him, especially the chest around the heart, in the back lats and in the front, the pecs. And, um, <laughs> and the guy's like, you know, built. And I say, what are you feeling? And he's like, duh. And I say, well, tell me the story that you're living, like what you're talking about. And he tells the story, but then I say, well, what's underneath that? And it's like, duh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like nothing, like no feeling, nothing gets through. I've had that, you know, I've had loads of, I started my Tantra career in Washington, D.C. So I had loads of military types in my Tantra classes. I had lots of bodyguards of famous people in my Tantra classes and stuff. And a lot of times those guys had the hardest time feeling anything. Um, mm -hmm. So I just want to know if you have any trade secrets. <laughs> I absolutely love working with men. I love working with men, especially because men do have feelings. Oh, yeah. They're, they're suppressed, um, particularly because their feelings of anger is not accepted. So I just work with the anger first. It's no problem. You know, it's not about, um, a, you know, using a particular feeling or trying to get out a particular feeling. It's really mostly just accessing the emotional body 
And then once you access the emotional body and they, they find a way to be free in it, for example, detaching mm-hmm. the story, because in the story, they, they can't be free because they're like, oh, that's bad. I'm a bad person. I can't yell and scream at my girlfriend or, or you know, I can't make my grandmother or my mother wrong or whatever it is. Then they suppress the feeling. So it's like, oh, okay, let's detach that now. You have the feeling, it's free. Let's express that freedom that you have. And I go into specifically the importance of anger because of its direct link to one's passion in life. We Mm -hmm. need the fire in order to really bring forth the passion and anger is directly connected to that. And so, you know, by tying that in and then recognizing that and then giving, of course, uh, practices to really move that energy usually what happens is they then they get to tap into other emotions because once one is starting to be liberated the others start to move forward as well and so mm-hmm. they might break into laughter they might break into tears they might break into another particular emotional body trait it's great really great yeah me too i like well i i like working with anger too because i'm so familiar with it but also i always say to men if you can't show me your animal, I can't trust that you have passion. I want to f- I, show me your animal, <laughs> you know, ah, like uh-huh. roar at me, yell and scream at me, be a lion, be a dragon. And so I've, that's, you know, that's what I, that's part of what I do. I say, you know, I know it's in there and I know you were brought up to be a nice guy. And um, until you show it all, uh, there might not be an interest in you or nice guys finish last as all those things. And like, maybe you need to bring out some more animals. So, so I agree with you um, starting with anger or whatever we can, whatever we can. Yeah. yeah is, I don't, is, I don't, I don't put any um, feeling higher than the other, like right. not single one. I really am like, you know, I really just put it to the test. Like, I try specifically to help people remove negativity bias, and I try to focus on positive psychology, where yeah. we're trying to be reinforcing people with beautiful things. And so I always tell them, like, hey, go for laughter. Let's laugh. Let's like, let's let's have, have, have bring the happiness out. Right. You know, let's focus that intensely, and then through that, like I said, they they get more and more access. You know, let's go for fear. You know, what are you afraid of? Let's shake that out and let's move that and let's dive deep into that. Let's Beautiful. see what's there. Beautiful. Love, other one as well. You know, so much suppression and love. Yeah. Go one. <laughs> you know, right, fear, we, hurting we, other kind of things. We're gonna take another break here. When we come back, we'll find out how what actually you offer, what the name of your books are and how people can find you and find them and get a hold of you um, and get this online course that you mentioned. So if you just tuned in again, you're listening to Sex and Happiness. I'm Laurie Handlers. I am interviewing Deva Presence and we're having a great time because we're kindred spirits about emotions and mental health and all of it and why it's so important. So we'll be right back and we'll find out if he has any tips and also if, uh, you want to get in touch with them, how you would do that. So stay tuned. 
So many times you've heard Lori talk about emotional release on this show. She says over and over again how important it is for you and your loved ones. Now you can do emotional release in the privacy of your own home. And you can practice Lottie Han too. Meditation that prepares you for making love in the unknown. In her CD, Shamanic Release and Lottie Han, she creates a safe and sacred space in which you can do the powerful work Lori is known for in her Butterfly Workshops courses. Lori sets you up with the proper positioning and breathing. Then she guides you through each emotional state to the beat of tribal African rhythms. This CD actually provides an easy way to do emotional clearing work on a regular basis. Order your copy of Shamanic Release and Lottie Han today and watch your relationships walk free of emotional baggage. To order your copy, go to ButterflyWorkshops.com right now. As a sex and happiness coach, I understand that increased sexual participation intensifies sexual responsiveness and desire, as well as overall health and well-being. My experience with a Sibian has personally increased my sexual response and I can now train women to use this machine to have peak orgasms as often as possible. I strongly believe this will add to their health and well-being whether they have a partner or not. The beauty and the miracle of the human body is that it adapts and changes much more rapidly than people change their beliefs or their opinions. The Sibian can make any woman's body more resilient with each peak orgasm. Sibian is an amazing experience, often described as the Lamborghini of sex toys. If you're a woman and you can get yourself to look at Sibian, you should do so. It won't take away from your partner. It will only add. Trust me on this. I love my Sibian. Go to Sibian.com. That's S-Y-B-I-A-N dot com or call 1-800-253-6135. That's 800-253-6135. And say Lori Handler's told you about Sibian. And by the way, if you do have a partner, ask about Venus for Men. That's Venus, V-E-N-U-S for Men. You are listening to Sex and Happiness. I'm Laurie Handlers. I'm interviewing Deva Presence. And Deva, um, just before we ask about your information, like how do people find you, do you have a tip? Any tips? Oh, uh, <laughs> I think there are endless tips, to be honest with you. It shouldn't be called a tip. It should be called, like, I don't know, a stream of a river of knowledge. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, one, you know, one important thing, if let's say someone can't find you or can't find me and they don't know what to do, but they're at home and they heard this show, what's one thing they could do? Okay. Super important. The number one thing that you can do, if you're, if you're listening to the show, we're talking about the emotional body, like the emotions and the mental states that we have and you're in turmoil, go into nature. And in, 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 in you'll see that by connecting with nature and ex- allowing oneself to be expressed, but connecting with nature, there's something magical that happens. There's something that me as a, as a human being is, is unfathomable, the, the beauty and the connection of nature. There is some books out there about for, forest bathing and the power in that. However, you know, you can, you can read about that by looking at forest bathing books. 
However, just going into nature, looking at a lake, watching sunset, sunrise, hugging a tree or at least getting close to it or climbing one or walking through a forest. This is pure gold for your healing and for, you know, recuperating what's going on inside. Mm, thank you so much for that. So true. Yeah. And we just met in the jungles. So <laughs> that was very naturey. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, the jungle, the jungle. Amazing. Yeah. All right, so how do people get in touch with you? What's the best way for them to find you and for them to find your course? Say the name of the course again. Yeah, just do a search for Orgasmic Heart, orgasmicheart.com. You'll find my site. You'll find the course on there. I have several courses, actually, and I'm still bringing out and putting out more because I'm just a fanatic. <laughs> I really want to get you know information out to the people that will change their lives. And this one is Orgasmic Heart Level 1. I do this as a retreat, and I also do it online. The uh, enrollment is open just certain times of the year. So if you see if the enrollment is closed at the time you check it out, just leave your email, and I'll let you know when it's open again because I only have a certain amount of students that are available to be with me during the training online. And it goes really, really deep. We go into the revealing process, learning how to reveal oneself in a safe and, and powerful way. The feeling process, knowing all about the rainbow of feelings and how to work with them to where they're free-flowing from, from attachment and identifying the difference so you can feel liberated in your emotional body. And, and, of course, the healing qualities of that and then the healing aspects of that as well. So this is my simple process, reveal, feel, and heal. And we go deep into learning how to become a great lover. Wonderful. Thank you so much. I'm so happy that I met you and I'm so happy that you came on the show. Oh, me too. Me too. It's been grand. Yeah. So, um, so everybody, I want to tell you, go out there and find Deva's course and, um, and please join me next time when I will have another, I think my next guest is Serena Anderlini. She's been on my show long ago. She, she introduced us to eco-sexuality. And now right. she's got a Love. whole bunch of other stuff going on. So I think my next guest is going to be Serena. Uh, awesome. so, yeah, so please tune in that then when that happens. And David, thank you so much for being my guest today. Oh, thank you, Laurie. It was such a pleasure. I, I really appreciate what you're doing and how you're getting this content out to the world. So, yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. All right, everyone. So this is Laurie Handler saying namaste, and I will see you again at the next Sex and Happiness. Thank you for joining us today for Sex and Happiness. To learn more about Laurie and her work, please go to ButterflyWorkshops.com or follow her on Twitter or Facebook. You can send her an email at sexandhappiness at gmail.com. We'll see you again right here next week for another edition of Sex and Happiness. Oh.